Welcome back to Rogue Creators, presented by Go RogueX. My name is Brian Fitton. And I'm Lauren Lewis. And this is the podcast dedicated to marketers and creators who are wanting to serve first and stand out from the crowd. Make sure that you subscribe every single week, YouTube, as well as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, to get all of the tools and resources you need to be the go-to name in your industry. Let's go. Hey, we are back in the studio recording another awesome episode today, and I'm really excited about this. We're actually broadcasting this live on Facebook. We are. In our new Facebook group. Yeah. That's Lauren Lewis, by the way. Hey, guys. <laughs> and we're talking about our Rogue Creators Facebook group. We are. It's uh, It's been a been a been on our plan for a long time and finally got everything together. Ava, our uh, content coordinator, she did a great job with setting everything up. We also started a group on LinkedIn as yeah. well. So if you're on LinkedIn, jump over there. And uh, we're going to be basically promoting this community of rogue creators who are doing things differently in the content marketing space, whether you're a podcaster or a marketer, graphic designer, video creator, whatever it is. Uh, we want to make sure that we promote you and encourage you. Uh, give some feedback. We've got some really, really cool people in our group already, um, previous guests that we've had on our show as well. So if there are anything from our podcast that you want to ask questions about, I'm sure we can find that guest to uh, to follow up on that uh, as well. So it's kind of just a place to all come together, judgment-free zone, test out ideas, talk about things. So I'm really excited about it. Yeah, I am too. Yeah. So... Um, but we are, like I said, we are doing a live podcast recording right now on Facebook. So we're actually broadcasting in the group as well. And so if you haven't already, jump over to roguecreators.club and you can get signed up on our Facebook group there. Yeah. It's, it's all coming together. It's live and working. It is. Okay. It's live. Roguecreators.club is up and going. I think it redirects to the blog, but. Okay, cool. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, so there's a reason I did that, by the way. Because uh, Clubhouse is now a big thing. Yeah. We're going to do a full episode on Clubhouse because I'm so excited about it. But that was one of the tips. It's like get your domain.club and it just makes it easy for people to remember. Very true. And be able to. So Very anyway. true. Hey, what are we going to be talking about today, Lauren? We're excited to talk about a topic that we're pretty passionate about. And it's why your CEO should be involved in your content marketing strategy. So really getting into kind of the leadership within your content marketing strategy, the overall benefit of that. Yes, yes. And uh, the reason we do, uh, we we work on thought leadership packages for mm -hmm. a lot of our clients. And so we really hadn't talked about it a lot. No, we really hadn't. And so it is it is one of those things that is very important, especially for a business to, for really your audience to kind of see behind the scenes of who your CEO is, who your executives are, and what their, uh, their vision is for the business. And it really helps create a connection. So we're excited to jump into all of that. But before we do, we like to start each episode off with, what are you obsessed with this week? So Brian was very excited about this. So tell us, what are you excited about? Okay. I'm super, super pumped. Oh, wow. Get excited, Lauren. I'm really excited about uh, Ted Lasso. Do you know what Ted Lasso is, Jacob? Sounds you know what Ted super Lasso is? familiar. Oh, Ted Lasso is amazing. <laughs> Ted Lasso is, it's on Apple Plus. Uh, it's Jason Sudeikis. He is a Southern football coach. I think college coach, right? He, he was college football coach. Yeah, I think it's a Wichita State. <laughs> oh, goodness. So, the fact uh, checker now. Yeah, on no, the he mic. does reference that. That's, hey, this is good. <laughs> no, this is good. Um, so, anyway, he gets recruited by Premier League in London to basically 
coach their football team oh, over there, their soccer yes, team. Yes, you told me about this. And I did not, I, when I went into it, I'd had several people say, hey, yeah, it's it's really funny. I was like, this is, I don't understand how they're going to make this connection because obviously they know he is an American football coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but his dad jokes are on point. Like they do a great job of just, he's just like a, gen, he's a lovable character. He's like super genuine and is it kind like and serious sports. It's a good, healthy mix. So it's a comedy, but there is a lot, there's, there's layers to it. Okay. Definitely. Okay. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's pretty awesome. I'm, I, we pretty much binged the whole, I mean, it was that fast because it was just wow. so good. Um, and honestly, the way they end it, I don't know if they're going to do, are they doing a second season, Jacob? Do you know? Uh, I assume so. Yeah. But I mean, it, it felt like they should, should be doing one. That's when I, if, when you're going through, you're like, I can see this being a second season. But what they did was they really wrapped it all up right at the end in the most perfect way. I, I think it was one of the best endings of a show I've ever seen in my entire life. Everything connected. Whoa. I, I, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Watch it for the ending, y'all. <laughs> Dude, it's great. I mean, it, it uh, the whole thing throughout the whole, yeah, it's just great. So there, it's obviously a British type comedy too. So yeah. there's a lot of cussing. Oh, uh, <laughs> so there's, and I say that it's such not, a dad disclaimer. <laughs> I feel like I you have might play. hear a bad word. If I make a recommendation, I want to want to put it out there like don't watch it around <laughs> the kids necessarily because there are a lot of adult I you gotcha. know, themes to yes, it. Yes, um, yes. But it's I feel like it's done in somewhat of a tasteful way. Okay, too. Cool, so but cool. Jason Sudeikis, he is he's always been super hilarious and one of my favorite comedians. But man, he it, just this character alone put him over the top for me. I think he's phenomenal. So anyway, awesome. I was. I told you I was excited. You are excited. I was. Uh, I was like, man, I got to talk about this on our next podcast. So there it is. There you go. All right. What about you, Lauren? All right. Well, I've actually talked to Jacob a little bit about this, but uh, I am watching with my husband The Stand, which is a CBS miniseries based on the book by Stephen King. Oh, interesting. So it's kind of hard to watch. And the reason being is I'm sure they filmed it before. Uh, it is about a pandemic oh, no. that has a 99% fatality rate. Whoa. So like, you know, you're watching all these characters and it will like flashback to like five months earlier and when the pandemic started and it's like people just dropping dead all around them. Wow. And so obviously us being in a pandemic, it's kind of hard to think if like the rates were flipped, right, with COVID, what this would be like. And you're just kind of seeing this. I mean, like, there's one of the characters is walking through New York, and, like, they're literally trying to get out because the rotting corpses are going to attract everything, and they're trying to get away. That's crazy. Yeah, it is very insane. So it's not like a, like, there's some alien force coming and, like, all that. Well, it's just, it's, oh, no, no spoilers. Let No, 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 no. Okay. This is not a spoiler at any means. Um, so it's Stephen King. Yeah. So it's got to, it can't just kinda be simple. Horror, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And so it's got a supernatural element of the, some forces of good and forces of evil. Okay. So all these people are having connected dreams that survived. And so that they're coming to certain places, but some are good and some are bad. There's also glowing rocks. There's some interesting things going yeah. on in there. Right. Anyways, I, I at first I was like not into it at all because it, it was just it was hard to watch because we are in a pandemic. Yeah. yeah. Um, but after I was able to kind of get over that, and once you kind of enter some of the supernatural, it kind of took me out. Like, okay, this isn't happening to me. Um, <laughs> um, but it's been actually really good, and I think I like that. It, 
you know, there's only eight episodes. There will only ever be eight episodes. So it's like... I, yeah, I'm learning to appreciate that. Yeah, you yeah. know, I'm like, as much as you want the story to go on, this is a, a book that has an ending. Yep. And Stephen King had a particular role for this yep. and everything. So it's been really good. And they've done a good job of, you're kind of questioning everybody's motives because they're all having these different dreams and all this stuff. So anyways, I'm only through three episodes. Fantastic, so, yeah. Yeah, it's been a little dark. It's a little dark for me, but my husband's right up his alley. Nice. So. <laughs> I'm excited about that. That's good, actually. That's uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, and there you go. There's some TV recommendations. Always coming from us. <laughs> Always coming from us. All right. So we didn't, I, we told you we were going to put up comments and stuff uh, at the end of the show, but uh, Brandon is watching right now live with us. Uh, can you show that comment on there, uh, Jacob? Put it on the screen there. So Brandon says, Lauren's low-key subtle jabs might be the secret sauce of this whole podcast. Yes. <laughs> Brandon, that's you are what I bring so as right, a co-host. Oh, that is exactly right, my friend. That is exactly right. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I just saw that pop up, and I was like, "We have to talk about that." Uh, we love Brandon. You, Brandon. <laughs> Brandon, he's always given us like helpful, you know, like information, Super feedback helpful. on our podcast, yeah. um, and we uh, we appreciate that from anybody that obviously listens uh, to the show weekly. And we really, re- really do try to obviously bring you guys value uh, every single week. So let us know uh, more about what you want to talk about. And if you want to make fun of me, that's totally fine too. Lauren does it all the time. <laughs> I'm used to. It. I got I got thick skin. <laughs> kind of, kind of. All right. Hey, let's jump into this. Yeah. Right? Why should your CEO be involved in your marketing strategy? So kick us off, Lauren. Yeah. So I found this great quote um, by Matt Zucker from Profit um, saying, getting executives to buy into content marketing is an important step and getting them to actively participate in your content as your company's thought leader is another. You need to put leadership into thought leadership content and look for those leaders whenever possible. And so really breaking it down, one of the things that uh, for companies is they're trying to build a content marketing strategy, it's really important is to have your founder or CEO's buy-in, just for them to understand the importance of that and also for them to want to be a part of that will help it just grow phenomenally because a lot of times their story is the reason the company is going. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so having that just be a thread within your content marketing is, is essential. And it's, it's, I don't, it's just, it causes it to have a different flavor as opposed to people who are just churning out just regular stats by our product and everything. It, it puts it to a whole nother level. Yeah. Yeah. No, I completely agree. And also, especially you said, you know, it is their story. It's how they got mm-hmm. started. A lot of times if they're the founder, but even companies that basically have hired in a CEO yeah, yeah, as absolutely. well, it's super important to see their vision, where they're going. Um, and and then obviously it gets their buy-in to what you're doing as a market. If you're a marketing director of that company, we're mainly speaking to, you know, business owners and marketing directors. If that's the case, then a lot of times you need their buy-in to see what you're doing, what, you know, how this is actually working, how it's benefiting the company. Because as, as a business owner, as a CEO, the bottom line matters, yeah. right? And so uh, this is super important on that side. But then also we're going to kind of dive into um, why it's important for your potential clients, for your audience, uh, employees, all of that. Yeah. And I think being able to see the behind the scenes a little bit, like when they actually get to see quotes from um, the CEO, um, it just shows there's there's a person behind there. And so I think that's really 
um, being able to understand their leadership style, I think it's just really important. And so um, we're just seeing trends within social media that brands can no longer stay silent on issues that are happening within your culture. And so this is a great point for your CEO to jump in and say, you know, once in a while, I'm going to I'm gonna tune in about workplace culture. I'm going to tune in about some ethics going forward in our particular industry. Um, it's just a fantastic time to jump in and you should be doing it right now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, and that's why I think in years past, the CEO is or, or any of the executives only come in when something's going wrong. Yes. Here's a, we're going to issue a statement, right? We're yeah. going to talk about it. And we're going to apologize and we're going to move on. But just think of the trust that you build with uh, your clients. If you're consistently in front of the camera, they get to know you. They get to know who you Mm -hmm. are, um, the reason why you have built this thing. And then all of a sudden, something happens, you mess up, you know, you make a mistake. Uh, That is something that they will have a lot more forgiveness because they've seen you and they know, like, and trust you already. And it obviously means more whenever you're, you know, going through an apology or something like that. Yeah. So kind of going into it when you, you know, if you're not currently, um, you don't have your CEO involved in your content marketing strategy, Brian, what are some starting steps and what does that look like to get them involved? Um, So I think right out of the gate too, I mean, involving them in the actual strategy itself. So Mm -hmm. uh, obviously getting their feedback immediately from there, but finding out what it is that you're setting up your your goals, right? Mm-hmm. So what did they want, right? What do they want out of this, out of your strategy in general? I mean, it's, it's kind of cliche, but it's like, yeah, we want to make money. We, right. we got to make sure that this yeah. makes money. And there is a differentiation between sales and marketing, right? They work together, but marketing is only going to drive sales. And so you got to be able to set those right expectations, but getting them involved, obviously asking them what they want. And if, if, you know, several CEOs are like, hey, run with it, be creative. Let's see what you can kind of come up with. Others might have very specific ideas of what they want, how they want the company portrayed as well. And so that could be part of your branding and what you're already doing. But um, I think really finding out their levels of expertise. So, um, you know, we have a client that we work with that has really been able to build this business, has gone through a lot. And so sharing that wisdom of like, what was it like when you first started this company? Mm-hmm. Where, do, you know, you see it now. How did you get here? What were the goals that you had back then? What were the problems? I mean, people like to hear what were the hiccups along the way? And so being able to get those stories, because stories are going to be selling uh, your company very, very intently because people pay attention to that, obviously. And so uh, making sure to kind of start in that area to really get their buy-in, but then also show um, that they can contribute to the marketing of the entire company. Absolutely. And I think this can look in very different forms of content. This could be um, getting down and interviewing them through a video. This could be them um, getting some quote graphics from them. This could be a blog that they they contribute to once a month or once a week, you know, whatever you want. Um, it can look in a variety of forms of content, but it's also, it's important to meet them where they're at. Um, typically their role in the company is very different and you want that different flavor. And so um, getting a space that they're comfortable with, as well as talking to them that's about issues that are directly related to their role, as opposed to, let, let me, talk about the newest product offering or something like that, that's not as important to them as the big picture. And that's why you have them at that seat is to talk about the big picture. Um, and often their time is very valuable. So really getting a lot of bang for your buck is really kind of important. Oh, yeah. Um, and so... <clears throat> I think that's just one of the things that it's kind of a starting place for them. And I think once you start, 
with some content for them, they typically have a lot more ideas of things they want to talk about. Oh, yeah. Well, we we talked about it on the show before. We all we have clients that say, I don't really know what I'm going to talk about. We, we need more content. Mm-hmm. We need to get out there. And so we always say, hey, what are the 10 questions that you get asked every single day okay. nonstop? Oh, yeah, we got this one. They want to know how to do this. And customers ask about this. I mean... And then we start there. Mm -hmm. You're frequently asked questions. Let's just start rolling out. You have 10 episodes of podcasts now that you can go through just with the frequently asked questions. And so um, it's kind of the same thing with the CEO. When you sit down with them or an executive, uh, they don't initially, because their brain is not in that mode. But if you say, hey, we're going to be giving value, we're going to be you know, building our brand around you, um, that, that can get their ideas flowing a lot of times. So Yeah. And I think like the core, one of the core reasons to have your CEO involved is to cast vision um, behind the brand's purpose. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's really interesting because I think a lot of people don't understand this is the reason that this company exists or this is the reason that the company is still going. Yeah. Um, and so it doesn't have to necessarily be the founder. It can be, like you said, some a CEO that's been hired on to run the company. Um, but they often have a lot of interesting things. And I even think about conversations that people will have with you, Brian, and everything, and they won't realize some of the core reasons why you did this and started this company were a lot more founded in some deeper reasons than yeah. just that we like content marketing it's super cool. Yeah, it's awesome to be able to, you know, we're in the studio. It's just fun to record in the studio, right? Right. Like, one of the things <laughs> that I get really passionate that I, I appreciate about, like, our company's cultural values, values, oh, goodness, um, <laughs> is the monetization of artists. That's one of the things that I love to talk about is getting really talented artists, um, graphic designers, and paying them well to do things that they love. Yeah. You know, and so it's cool when you start talking, like, oh, I never knew that about that brand. That's one of the core reasons it was around. Um, and it just brings a layer of depth to that, that those customers will now be loyal more because they understand that story. They understand why they need to be shopping here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, and so obviously getting kind of in behind the scenes mm-hmm. of, of what your company does and the vision that your CEO is or executive are casting is a big deal. And so um, I know kind of moving into that next point, right? Yeah, yeah. Getting into uh, really with with, and I, I'm going to use an example of, because I was in the corporate world for 15 years and we had kind of that old school management for a long time. And then the last couple of years I was there, uh, the CEO kind of changed out, but he was a guy that was very active on Instagram and he showed his family, he showed his life, he showed what it was like working for the company and when they would go out and do volunteer events, but then also kind of just behind the scenes of like, we never really got to see you know, behind the scenes in the office space, right? It was always like closed door, closed door meetings. You don't really know what's going on. And he never gave any like company secrets. You, He did it in a way it was like, hey, this is what we're talking about today. And this is the way the company is going. And he was much more active on video and doing Zoom calls from his house and like just way more... Um, transparent. And all of a sudden you could see the buy-in of the company. Like everybody just kind of got behind him because before we hadn't really been exposed to that. Like it was always, you're, you're terrified of the upper leadership. Like that's what, that's your role. You're scared of them. And he allowed to basically, and we even interacted on Instagram a few times before he became CEO. So he was already doing this before that actually happened. And so, um, it's just really cool to see. And again, it built a company culture around, hey, we can talk about hard things and we can talk about the business. We don't have to be so timid. Um, and so when you're building out these thought leadership packages that we've done, it's kind of like, hey, let's go, let's kind of go behind the scenes a little bit because 
that again helps people know, like, and trust you uh, before they do business with you. They want to see that. They want to know who, especially in the millennial buying age that we're at, they want transparency. I want to know that this company is a good company that I'm giving my money to because that's super important to us. Yeah, absolutely. So we listed off a lot of great reasons, but we want to be able to (laughs) give you some tactical things. Yeah. I mean, when we're thinking about that, I think one of the biggest factors that we just run into is that a lot of brands know this. They know that it's probably important to talk to their founder or CEO, and they want to, but their CEO is really busy. Yeah. Um, And so that can be a huge factor in that. But when you really look at the overall benefit, Brian, Mm -hmm. like why should your CEO at the end of the day, hardline, why should they be involved? Why should they be involved? I'm like yeah. pulling up my notes here. I want to make sure. <laughs> K- give me, give me a, a kick it off for me. Okay. Well, one of the ones is like the human element, and we're talking about this with a, with this kind of the social trends that you your brand needs that human element. Yeah. There's a lot of um, websites. These drive me insane. Where they, <laughs> you kind of click on this brand, you're going through it and everything, and you don't see one picture of a person. Yeah. You, when you click to contact, you have no visual thing. I don't know who's behind this company. I don't know where they are. I'm so confused. They don't list an address. There's nothing there. Yeah. And, the, yeah. and there's a reason for that. But I mean, <laughs> uh, the problem is, is that I immediately am more on the defensive side of not really trusting this company. Yep. And so when you're really developing content and you're putting a face to that, and that's particularly a CEO who's not just talking about the budget, yeah. they're talking talking about issues that impact their community, all of a sudden, it just completely changes your mindset. And so that's one of the biggest reasons that your CEO needs to be involved is they're showing this is the direction our company is going, and this is why you should follow us. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Well, and I apologize. I obviously talked about this before, but I lost my place. It's okay. I just so, wanted to call you on it. <laughs> You're like, hey, buddy, come on now. Get it together. Uh, no, it is that. It's, and I mean, our big tagline is put a face with your brand, yeah. right? And so that is that is the biggest thing for us is it creates that human connection. Like you said, all of a sudden, you're getting to know them. You're getting to see it's not just the marketing director. It's not just a faceless, you know, company. Yeah. It actually is somebody. So a lot of times we will start with um, the marketing director or somebody who's really educating their audience, looking to get potential clients, that type of thing. And then moving into like, well, hey, let's go deeper and let's get an executive or CEO involved to really show the higher level leadership mm-hmm. of like the vision casting and that type of thing. And so, again, there are two different, there are really two different areas that you're really targeting with that. I mean, you're you're obviously doing some brand awareness for your company by, by having those two faces, um, but you're going to hit a lot of the... The people who, again, want to see where this company is going, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and if they want to do business with you or not. And so um, it's just, it's super important to have that transparency um, now, obviously, more than mm-hmm. ever. Yeah. And I think, like, the second is that the benefit to your company. And that is learning about your audience. For your CEO who is making big decisions on taking the company what places they're going, um, for you to be in touch with your audience and what content resonates with them and what they actually care about can really help you inform your decisions about the where you're taking your company. Yeah. Um, and I love that because uh, it's not just dollar signs that you should be focused on. They're people. And we're seeing that a lot, that people want to be treated as people. Yeah. I'm not yeah. a number in your queue line. Like, I, I'm, I'm important. Um, and when we see that leaders are making those connections and they can make those connections through... Post and social media through blogs and through 
active conversations about things that matter to these people, that's when there's these deeper connections and those brands resonate. And those are the people that are making higher purchases. I mean, mm-hmm. you're getting those bigger numbers, that the, the inline that you wanted as a CEO in the end, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, because people trust you and they know who you are. Yep. Yep. So uh, Brandon gave another uh, great insights uh, on our Facebook live page too. He says, uh, people support people, not uh, position or product. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. So, and that's just it. I mean, that's when you, when you go to buy something, you obviously, you know, what is the problem that you're solving, right? Mm -hmm. That's what we're looking. We're looking for problems to be solved. That's why I'm going to hire your company or buy your product. Uh, But the second thing is, where's the support on that? I want to make sure I'm being taken care of. And then if you're providing value to me as well, like how to use your product, how to make it easy to use your product, how to do business with you, um, like that makes it so much easier to be able to trust you as your brand. And I have a face now. And again, you talk about when you talk about churn or, you know, uh, customer retention, it is very important uh, to have this because if you're a faceless company, how easy is it to be like, oh, well, let's cancel that? Oh, absolutely. Let's just cancel that, you know, because it's not, there's no emotional or human connection to your company. It's just a company. And so um, it is super important that if you have yourself out there, like, hey, I it matters to us that you stay with us in your business. Mm-hmm. Like, that means something to us uh, because we want to make sure that this relationship um, is valued. And so it is It is very interesting to be able to uh, to make sure that the person that's in front of the camera is making that connection with your client because it matters on the retention side as yeah. well. And I think it used to be a lot harder because I think just the lack of technology that it would have to yeah. be. You had to oh, get a yeah. production crew. You had to get all this stuff. And, and now you can literally just flip your phone and go to town. I yeah, mean, really. Yeah. And and really understand and connect with your audience right there. And it doesn't take as much time as it used to. And so um, if that's like the big factor, or if you're just, I don't know where to start, um, that can be just those simple things, uh, just uh, answering those top questions, like you said, yep, yep. Um, and just taking out a little time. It might be just a, a feature in a blog once a month. It's just dip your toe in the waters and you'll just see the success that it has. Well, and we talk about this a lot too. And one of our episodes about recording videos and where to start or even with podcasting, um, it is just so easy now to do that, to just turn on the camera. And then also people want that for authenticity. It doesn't have to be highly production. Like actually people lose trust whenever it's so polished that it doesn't feel relatable, right? It feels like you're covering up stuff. And that's what's nice is a transparency going, going live or just even doing stories or whatever, showing behind the scenes, giving some value through that of just like, hey, I'm a real person and you can buy from me. You know what I mean? Like that's, that is, that is so important. Absolutely. Awesome. Got it. Was that it? That's it. Man, we can, I could ramble hard all day. It's hitting, here. but it's good. <laughs> yeah. So let's give you guys some actionable steps, though. Um, get involved, obviously, with your CEO, your executive. Say, hey, um, I think we really need to start putting you out front. Mm-hmm. I think that would help our current clients build some trust into our brand, uh, as well as potential clients. Um, start diving into their knowledge. I mean, they're in their position for a reason, right? Yeah. Um, you know, we've all had bad bosses or whatever, and I'm I'm a bad boss a lot of times, too. And so Lauren will tell you that. She's Oh, she's got the eye roll. You guys can't see that on audio. You probably heard that eye roll in the <laughs> He's audio. not a bad boss. He's eccentric. <laughs> I'm not fishing here, okay? Um, but I will say it is that where, you know, they they are still in their position for a reason. And so they have a lot of wisdom to give. What? That's my favorite. I'm not a bad boss. I have a lot of wisdom <laughs> to give. 
<laughs> I didn't mean it like that. It's just, I was just saying like, it is one of those things. I mean, hey. Even, I'm in this position for a reason, Lauren. <laughs> you know, we've talked about, we're talking about villains this morning. Like, even villains have wisdom, okay? Um, yes, they are in that position for a reason. So sorry, Brian. Um, but like tap into that because I think that that will be good for employees. It'll probably be good for culture for them to hear um, as well. And, and honestly, I mean, work with them because some people are not good on camera. Some people are not good behind the microphone and that's okay. Get them comfortable uh, to be able to do that. It might just be writing. That's true. might just be part of that. They just are are a phenomenal writer or they can even hire a ghost writer, right? You can get their message out there and their wisdom uh, out of their head. Uh, We actually have a whole process uh, for that. Yeah. And so actually, if you're interested in doing that and getting your your CEOs, executives on camera and in the most, we we understand that they are super busy. Yeah. So we have a process that is actually just makes it super easy for them to jump on camera, uh, record their call, and then we go back through and actually create the content for you. And so that was one of the reasons we wanted to talk about this is because it is such, and we were seeing some impact with that uh, and it's a great offering. And so we're excited to kind of push that out as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, But even if you don't go with us, if you guys have questions or anything about that to to help get that content out there, we can, we're here for you. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Good episode. It was a good episode. Make sure that you guys go to roguecreators.club. That will give you all the information that you need right there. Uh, Ways to get connected as well uh, on our email list. Subscribe to our podcast um, as well as uh, get in our Facebook group, our new Facebook group. Yeah. And if you guys enjoy the podcast, we would love and really appreciate if you would give us um, a review and tell us what you really like about it. We do use those. Those are really fantastic tools for us. Yeah. We're actually going to be filming another episode coming up because we got a lot of uh, inquiries about social selling. We talked about it briefly in the, you know, things you should know for January. And uh, yeah, a lot of people are coming back with like, hey, talk more about this. And that is, that's helpful for us because we we want to do that research for you. And we actually have an expert coming on. Two-time guest is going to be back to talk about it. Yeah. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Make sure you guys tune in. Uh, But until next time, we'll see you then. Thanks. Jacob, you ready for rapid fire? Let's do this. Question number one, does cereal taste better in the morning or as a late night snack? For some reason, cereal tastes really good Saturday mornings, but the rest of the week as as a late night snack. Is that appropriate? Is that a good answer? Sure. Do you disagree? Ooh, disagree, Lauren. I just think cereal sucks. Whoa! (laughs) Whoa! That's out of bounds. Oh, man. I mean, I eat it. I I ate some today. I mean, clearly in the office. Yeah, but you're eating like super healthy. We're talking, well, I mean, he didn't specify the question. Mine has like coconut and chia seeds at at home. That just does, that's not good anytime. I mean, it is good. That's probably why I'm... We're talking like the sugariest of shit. Like, that's it. Let's say cereal that like seven-year-olds love. There you go. Okay. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) And I, I, Frosted Flakes, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, Crunch Berries, Oops All Berries, like all, I can. Oops All Berries. Have you never had Oops All Berries? Oh man, it is, it will just tear up your mouth. I will say there is one that, uh, what is it, the. Reese's Puffs. Oh, yeah. Are pretty good. And when yeah. I was pregnant, that was something Ooh, I really yeah. liked. Oh. But still, it's okay. Binge. Oh, <laughs> man, Lauren. You're not a sweet tooth, though, right? It depends on my mood. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> so many layers of more and we're learning. I just feel so bad for you right now. I just I, don't know. I think I'm generous for it, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next question. All right. Question number two. What does the world need more of? Oh my God. <laughs> wow. Oh man. These are good. Well, I mean, wouldn't the Beatles say love? But yeah. Definitely, um, definitely. I, you can't finish that statement without saying that, but I'm trying to think of it. Yeah, you have to, what's your serious deep uh, answer? And then what do you need more of? Need more vaccines. <laughs> Are we going there? We can't go political here, but um, the world needs mm-hmm. way more vaccines. Oh, goodness. Need more of. There's so many things. <laughs> Come on, Lauren. Come on. Oh, yours is seriously I, yeah, just vaccines? Just go vaccines. <laughs> the world needs more podcasters. There you go. Oh. I don't know about Lame. that. Lame. Okay. Uh, the world needs more. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? We're going to have to shut this down. Um, I'm so sorry. I can't think of something that isn't like super serious. So, so Brandon, he's still hanging with us. Oh, Brandon, thank goodness. Appreciate you, man. Uh, he says, well, what's, what's the comment we have up there? Brandon says he needs more. Brandon needs more patience, love, and uh, wait, patience, empathy, and memes in memes. the world. Oh, yeah. nice. We do need more memes in this world. Um, he also said late night in a big cup. A big cup of cereal, (laughs) that I haven't done, but man, that's a good idea. With a big spoon, just like a ladle, just go to town. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Lauren, finish this out. Here, come on now. What the world needs more of? Yes. Okay, well, I can think of two things. One, a better appreciation for teachers because, okay, so I'm a former licensed teacher. My husband's a teacher, so yeah. Uh, And then two, uh, easier ways to install a car seat. (laughs) (laughs) They're getting there. They made some advancements, but... I, I was trying Dude, to give a little bit Dude, we have nice of... car seats, and they still are the worst. <sighs> yeah. I mean, when you have two kids, three kids. I mean, unless you're willing to spend, like, $1,200 on the ones that, like, twist and, like, nah, basically fly yeah. your car. I don't. Yeah. That's why booster seats, we have one left to get into a booster seat. Those things are it's way easier. 10 years for me to get She's <laughs> still so tiny. She's wearing 12-month clothes, and she's five years old. She's not five. Oh, she's almost five. Okay. A couple <laughs> months away from five. Still, that's crazy. Um, all right. Hey, thank you guys so much. And uh, we are, we're out. Griffin, uh, Tranquility Base here. The Eagle has landed. <laughs>